Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 170 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm the new manager at Young Orange. Are you Mr. Manager? (laughs) I'm Mrs. Manager. Mm, You should watch some Arrested Development. I am... I don't know, doctor manager. No, but I will tell you that there's always money in the banana stand. Assistant to the manager. That's a good one, too. All right. So um, (laughs) this episode is sponsored by Nicole S. Nicole, congratulations. This is going to be a doozy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sponsoring. And thank you. Yes. Your last name must be super. Remember when I used to say supercilious super and you thought that wasn't a word? Super cow. Remember yeah. when you thought the <laughs> yes. author wrote, God rest you, Mary? <laughs> I do. Oh, it's one of the greatest days. So today we will be discussing the second half of chapter 27 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the centaur and the sneak. So make sure that you have read that whole chapter and you're ready to i was not so creative and said sneak your way into the details (laughs) was that the same verb you had last weekend uh i don't know it might be hmm tiffany so uh check the google Hmm. doc but megan has really cool weekly profit news your verb should have been slack i do slack no so we are doing something new for Christmas this year, and I'm super excited to announce it's canceled. That- <laughs> oh, my you're Grinch. I love that you're she gonna say that Grinch. we're gonna have crazy antics, and you come in with that. Yeah, well, we're already right? in the episode, so I'm allowed. <laughs> I just have to get you guys started. So, <laughs> so we are going to be doing um, what I'm currently calling the Twelve Days of Swishmas. It's looking <gasps> like it might Yo. end up being more than that. Why didn't the author make a 12 Days of Swishmas song on the first day of Swishmas? Well, I was kind of going to make like all of my posts start that way <gasps> every day. I love it. Yeah. So basically Someone, what on, this uh, Someone make a Swishmas song is, for us. Oh Thank you Lord. and good night. <clears throat> basically what this means is on our Instagram, this is going to be <clears throat> Instagram centric. We're going to be 
hosting um, different giveaways every single day from December 1st through December at least 12th. I think it's going to be 14 days right now, um, I believe. But so we're going to be hosting giveaways every day in December from a different small shop. Um, we want to try to encourage you guys to shop small this holiday season. Um, and what better way than to introduce you guys to different small shops that we love, that we reached out to. I personally reached out to all of these shops, um, chatted with the owners. Some of them are people that I know. Some of them are listeners. Some of them are spouses of listeners all kinds of different connections here. Um, so we just wanted to encourage you guys to shop on Etsy, shop small, find different ways to get gifts for the potter lover in your life that doesn't end up giving money back to WB and to the author. So um, these are great examples. Uh, we love all of these shops. I'm not going to let you guys know who they are. I'm just going, you know, it's going to be a surprise every day. Um, so, I'm so excited. Yeah. So I might be on the lookout for that. And I'm super excited. So May, thank you for reaching out to all those yeah. shops. I'm really, I'm really excited. Yeah. Cause I don't even know so what all is coming. I didn't know if I was going to be able to like put this together in time because, you know, I thought of it like a couple days ago, but <laughs> everybody there, I reached out to was really excited about it and got back to me like immediately. So it worked out really well. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. quality Super stuff. Exciting. Like I'm, I'm excited to see. I will give you guys How's a couple it? hints and just say it is places that you know that we love and mm. a lot of new places as well. So that are in the same quality content. Yeah. I mean, I know I sound tired, but I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. Okay. All right. I don't have a cool recap for today. Do it like God bless you, Mary Hippogriffs. What? And just say recap for everything? Like, God bless you, Mary recaps. Let nothing you dismay. Let's hear what Katie has to say. <laughs> Keep going. On Don't laugh at yourself. This on this Sunday day. day. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. that <laughs> I don't even think you need to do anything. <laughs> Recap! Recap. Okay, Forenza's classes for divination have officially begun. And after class, Friends tells Harry to tell Hagrid a little warning. His attempt is not working, whatever that is. And Hagrid just brushes it off whenever Harry is able to finally deliver the message. The DA is still practicing. They finally moved on to the Patronus charm. But the fun is cut short because Dobby pops in and tells them Umbridge is coming. So Harry was <laughs> naughty and he got caughty. And it's all thanks to Marietta because she's a sneak. And that's all I'm going to say about that because I don't want to start some uproar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, man. we've had so many conversations about this. It's whatever. That's I can't wait to talk about it. There's personally. actually some more feelings after reading the second half of this chapter. Oh, great. Um, but what made me giggle <laughs> me is too. like last episode when we were recording and we were talking about friends and everyone's like, it sounds like they're saying friend. Like, 
F-R-I-E-N-D-S. Hmm. Yeah. And when you said it, I was like, Harry was talking with friends. I'm like, wow, that's not specific. And then I was like, she literally means the centaur for friends. <laughs> I just call him Florence. Oh, the Italian I Florence. Caps. Um, so I've, they're still chatting in Dumbledore's office. They're trying to figure out what rules were broken or not broken. Technically, he did nothing wrong in the hog's head. <laughs> um, Dumbledore and Kingsley are, you know, being cool, skilled wizards because, like, that's what they do. Umbridge is being the worst, literally a hater. And Harry is just, like, kind of confused with, like, the things that are going out. Turns out that they have the names of everyone in their cool club. Um, but, you know, it's Dumbledore's club, not Harry's club. So, guess who's taking a one way trip to Azkaban? But don't worry, he's going to play, except I didn't say right. He's going to pull a switcherooski. Is that like a yagsarooski or are they different? I would say they're different. Like a yagsarooski is <laughs> like, where a switcherooski is like, ha <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, Dumbledore does some magic and he skips out on them. And then, you you know, you really got to admit he's got style. Well, you know, that's a yes for Dumbledore's me. Dumbledore's got style. Um, I will say, like, rereading this is a pretty it, it's much- Bob's Apron chapter with Dumbledore, like the second half. It's like, yeah, it's my dude. Yeah, let's talk about somebody that's equally as good right hmm. here. Are you? I hope you're ready for it. Okay, let's hear some more from Umbridge, shall we? This is everybody's favorite perf- person. I'd love to hear her talk. Are we ready? No, but I guess so. I'm ready. Okay. So Umbridge kindly reminds Fudge that she sent him a report back in October that Harry had met a bunch of students in the Hogshead during a Hogsmeade trip. That's not what that says. It says Umbridge kindly reminds Fudge. I don't know who that person is. Well, I would like to (laughs) point out the fact that you didn't have to say that out loud. But McGee cuts in and she's like, um, where's your evidence for this claim? Oh, where's the proof? And I would, I would just, this is very important person. (laughs) (laughs) And here we go. (laughs) That darn stinking Willie Wittershins going out here and just ratting (laughs) people out. And we should just lock up (laughs) Willie Wittershins. We were giggling. Well, when I say we, I mean, I was giggling about his name in the car today. Lock him up. I mean, really, though. (laughs) Really, though, lock him up. But, like, you broke the law and you got out of it because you're snitching. He is a turd Ferguson. I heard they end up in stitches. Would you say he was given a pardon by the government? Absolutely. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, which it, I think is dumb, but that's another conversation. Let's talk about Willie. <laughs> what you talk about, Willie? So when Willie Wynn, so a wonderful, <laughs> winsome woman, if Willie what? watched. You can't just say double you words. <laughs> what? You can't just say double you words. I just what like would Willie Whittle with wood. <laughs> I don't know, Kate. Dummies. What? Whales? I heard that's Willie's favorite animal. Okay. So, Willie... a wild whale. I am going to come across this table. <laughs> Willie Wittershins is a wizard... Willie. <laughs> ...who repeatedly engaged in muggle-baiting pranks, which is really uncool. And he was arrested by the ministry... 
for enchanting a series of regurgitating toilets in muggle areas. Can you imagine? We've talked about this before. I Can you imagine your toilet regurgitating? I mean, it's almost happened. <laughs> it's typically not at my house, so I panic. <laughs> but one of these toilets backfired on him, and so he was badly injured. He was wrapped heavily in bandages, and this is where we meet him. You know, just ratting out children but it's interesting to me why would willie wittershins even think to go to umbridge so he must know about her i think i think before do you think i would think that he struck a deal before um he was there he was sent to spy i think they were like yeah yeah darn you willie I bet you that they had people in every single shop in Hogsmeade. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't shock me. It's disgusting. Oh, Willie. Yeah. Oh, Willie. You willful, wonderful woman. Are you wonderful? No. He's a whistery. Get it instead of a mystery. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Anyways. Umbridge <laughs> uh, yeah, has... Umbridge has testimony from Willie that all of this happened so that he's in the hogshead. What? (laughs) So he was at the bar. He was heavily bandaged, but he could hear everything that was going on. And he heard every single word and then reported back to Umbridge. And then we find a little bit about the shady ministry dealings. Mm -hmm. Quote. Oh, so that's why he wasn't prosecuted for setting up all those regurgitating toilets, said Professor McGonagall, raising her eyebrows. Yes. What an interesting insight into our justice system. Blatant corruption, roared the portrait of the corpulent (laughs) red-nosed wizard on the wall behind Dumbledore's desk. The ministry did not cut deals with petty criminals in my day. No, sir, they did not. Thank you, Fortescue. That will do, said Dumbledore softly. That'll do. I think too with with part of the reason why, like, especially with Umbridge, like higher up, she doesn't care about Muggles. We are going to see this later on how much she doesn't care about a lot of people and creatures and whatever. So, like for her, something that's like Muggle baiting, she's like, "Well, it's Muggle, so it doesn't really matter. It's not that bad, right?" You know what I mean? Um, Yep. We're basically like. I would compare these to um, Sydney said in the chat, like to hate crimes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. And she's just like, mm, they're not that bad. It's fine. Let's just like pardon him. Yeah. And we'll just, you know, have him be a spy for us. And that will be what he does to make up for it. Yeah. I don't disagree. It's so lame. Um, does this man have anything to do with ice cream? I'm going to get into that. I okay. would think we so. We all need to know. Yeah. So my question is, why didn't we get any ice cream to talk about them? I mean, there's still time. I want ice cream. You can't have Honey cream. Hut. That's what we get to have. <laughs> honey Hut. Honey Hut. Mm. The Honey Hut can University. Can you just like, send it over here? No. We can, but it would be soup. By oh, the nay, nay. Yeah. 
So did you know that Dexter Fortescue was a headmaster at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry? I would have assumed since his portrait was in the headmaster's office. Well, you assumed right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's an unknown period of time. We don't know how long. Sometime after the early, early 18th century. And, you know, did you know after he was dead, they hung his portrait on the wall? Oh, interesting. <laughs> this is from the wiki, obviously. Um, so we know that Professor Fortescue had at least one kid because his surname lived on into the 1990s in the person of Florian Fortescue, his direct descendant, who ran Florian Fortescue's ice cream parlor in Diagon Alley. Do we know if that's actually like for sure like no. that's his descendant? Um, no, but I'm just assuming I would there. assume as well. Yeah. I'd also like to tell anyone, world. if you're going to the Wizarding World, the parks, get their butterbeer ice cream. Butterbeer ice cream. Yes. won't regret it. It's, it's so good. It's so good. It's the best. Like, that and ginger newts are the best sweet treats in the Wizarding yeah. World. I think that I think was, like, my favorite beer. butterbeer thing that we got there. It was. Yeah, mm-hmm. was all of ours actually. That is really close with hot butter beer. They're like tied for me, dude. Frozen's my jam, but I also haven't had hot, so I don't know. Hot is very good. It's very good. So it's the best drink. Okay, good version. Good for you. I'm not bitter at all that I haven't had it. <laughs> all the cool kids have had it, Tiffany. You're not wrong. And so we know that just from the personality coming out of the portrait that Fortescue is really a loyal person. Like you just loyal to Dumbledore, loyal to the school and loyal to doing what is right. And loyal to ice cream. Loyal to ice cream, which is the best part in my opinion. Okay, back to the chapter. So underhanded sneaky sneaks. Let's go. (laughs) Umbridge continues on as if nothing was said. So she completely ignores all of this because she literally doesn't care. Correct. She doesn't care. She's going to do whatever she wants and she's going to do whatever to get what she wants. Correct. And breaking the law or the law of morality doesn't matter. Like for her, she would be the type of person that like all of the means justify the ends for her mm. so like she's willing to do whatever yeah. and mm-hmm. that she needs to do mm. to get to the ends that she wants and that's when you take that trait and you take it to the wrong end you know Correct. too much of uh something you want to take your faults and turn them into good things well you know this one's just straight bad for her i don't think there's anything good about her yeah sarah oh. would you say that this sounds a little bit like dumbledore <laughs> I wouldn't disagree with you, but I think he has more. <laughs> um, Come on. He has more morals than she does. You know what I mean? Like I've been she, ready for this. Like he. Look <laughs> okay, at Benny. No. <laughs> Next question. The ends justify the means is a phrase that has been used for the Dumble many, many times. But we, the way that you with get Hermione, there, I don't always think it's right. Uh, but I, that's that's not that's not how I look at things. So I can't say like I'm willing to do everything and anything to get to the end of where I need to go. Um, that's not for me. But to say to say that like with 
I think that he I think with Dumbledore, he is very much like willing. And and honestly, Harry's like this, too, by the end, when he realizes yep. like he has to do all of these things like for him, it is like the what he has to do justifies like the means justify the ends to him when it's not necessarily a bad thing. I, th- I think that when you're willing like Umbridge to literally like step on people um, to get to where you need to go, I don't think Dumbledore is like that. Maybe and I don't really think Harry's like that. I think they're the, both of them are more self-sacrificing people than Umbridge is. So like for them, they're the means for their ends are I'm willing to do whatever it takes, including hurting myself to get where it needs to go. Um, does that make sense? That's a good I know I always say that, but that's because I'm like always insecure by the things I say. Someone like pointed that out. I was like, well, I know I do that all the time. <laughs> no, that just sometimes my rambling good. doesn't I come out. Like I could think it in my head. You also have I to just think find about it funny what their that, ends like, are. True. Like, what are no? Their that's goals? definitely yeah. true. But I'm just saying, personality-wise, what you said about Umbridge literally is Dumbledore as well. In my opinion, it's just yeah. His end goal is obviously You're different. Ending. So Umbridge says that the purpose of the meeting that Harry had in the Hogshead was to persuade the other students to join an illegal society whose aim was to learn spells and curses that the ministry decided was not appropriate for school. I've decided Umbridge is not appropriate for the school. You're not wrong. You know what's so great about the second half of this chapter is that like listening or reading it again. And I was like, because obviously... I've said this and I will say this till the day that we end this podcast. The author is very good at writing real people because nobody is perfect except for Mary Poppins. But even her, she's only practically perfect in every way. But obviously, like we're just discussing, like Dumbledore has his flaws, right? We know McGonagall. Everybody in this room has flaws. I know. Um, But I really love like just I don't know. I just really like this chapter. I was like, McGonagall's firing out some truths. Dumbledore's over there being like, well, he actually wasn't doing anything illegal. It's like, oh, it's just so good. I just really enjoyed this. She gave lots of snaps for Dumbledore. I did. I gave snaps for both of them. <laughs> so here's and a, Kingsley. Here's a part where she gave some snaps. So Dumbledore steps in and tells it like it is. Quote, I think you'll find you're wrong there, Dolores, said Dumbledore quietly, peering at her over the half moon spectacles perched halfway down his crooked nose. I wonder if in this moment, do you think he's using any kind of legilimens? Hmm. Maybe. I mean, I feel like he doesn't have to. I feel like he also doesn't have to, but I feel like he would be the kind of guy that would use it just to check. I will say this. Yeah. And, and I don't confirm. know. I don't, I think this is just like some people's head cannons where like, cause I've read some internet stories. That's what I call fan fictions. Cause I like saying it like that. <laughs> I'm so over you. (laughs) (laughs) But so I've read somewhere like the person is like a legitimate and they literally like the other person, like they're just thinking so loud that they're like, I can't help but hear your thoughts because you're like almost projecting them. And I feel like Umbridge would not be good at occlumency because she's the worst. But I don't know. That's just maybe my headcanon. So she's thinking all of these horrible things and she thinks so highly of herself that she doesn't block her thoughts. I don't know if this is actually like a thing that people in this world can do, but that's my little headcanon. I like that a lot. That's fair. That's fair. Harry is basically just standing there 
He's staring at Dumbledore. <laughs> he has no idea how he's going to get out of this one. You know, with Willie Wittershins out on the loose for everybody. And Fudge seems to be thinking the same thing. And as Sarah said in the car today, as she was reading for me, <laughs> ahoy! <laughs> I did. I was like, ahoy! And then I was like, oh ho! <laughs> he says, oh ho, said Fudge, ba- oh. bouncing up and down on the balls of his feet again. And I could just see him doing this. Like, this is perfectly so written for him. Like, just perfectly He's got written. got ants in his pants. Ooh, I got something in my eye. <laughs> instant scream (laughs) and so he says quote yes do let's hear the cock and latest cock and bull story designed to pull potter out of trouble go on then dumbledore go on willie wittershins was lying was he or was it potter's identical twin in the hogshead that day (laughs) or is there the unusual simple explanation involving reversal of time a dead man coming back to life and a couple of invisible dementors my god and that's a lot such a richard he seriously has not gotten over that last year but like realistically not last year obviously thinking about this it could have like somebody like it's not out of the realm of possibilities that someone made polyjuice potion took some powder hair and pretended to be him i mean i mean it's a far yeah it's a thing that's very doable yeah hermione made it their second year she was 13 years old (laughs) you didn't know that was the platform i was gonna get on today that was a spoiler (laughs) alert okay and yeah so after all of that percy is so lost my friends i can only I, i mean i feel bad for him so percy you know He's all over this opportunity to side with his main minister man. And he tells him, oh, very good minister. Very good. And Harry thinks that he would really like to kick Percy in that moment. Nobody likes a brown nose. You know what I mean? Like a kiss tush. Not only that, but like (laughs) Percy. I mean, Harry's probably thinking. (laughs) Harry's probably thinking Percy knows me. Yeah like knows me how can he be thinking these things how can he think these things well it's just kind of sad. And like honestly yeah. this whole situation is so stinking relatable yeah it is really relatable and it is so sad yeah it's sad and it's it's sad to think that like harry sees it from obviously his perspective of like this guy knows me he's known me for however Mm -hmm. many years now but like also that he's now totally like not even talking with his family like his father almost died and he wasn't even there um and it's almost it's so sad for percy because he realizes too late almost how important his family is to him and how like wrong the government that he's believing in is is um until it's too late and literally his brother like then just dies. It's going to be rough when we get there. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. I mean, it's literally yeah. moments after the reconciliation. And Fred forgives him so quickly. That love was never lost between those brothers. That love was never lost between that family. And it does let you know that people can come back. You can get pulled out of it. And they asked him what had made him come around. He said it had been coming on for a long time. A lot of times when people need to 
get out of situations that they're in, they have to figure that out for themselves. And you can provide them every shred of evidence and every opportunity that you can, but until they can get themselves out, then they're Mm -hmm. just going to stay there. But I think that we should really remember Fred and his forgiveness. We might not want to talk about this because I'm already crying. But I love that about Fred. I mean, yes, yes. And that's a quality that we need to have. Because if you think about real-time life... Yeah, I think with Fred and George, there's a lot that's overlooked because they're, like, the jokesters and they're, like, funny. And, like, that's, Mm -hmm. that's, like, almost, like, their love language. Like, that's what they do. They want to bring, like, light and laughter into the world. Um, And I think that they're much, like, they're way bigger characters than people give them credit for. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like them. And it makes me really sad. And when Percy came back, he called, he said everything that Fred and George would have made fun of him for every name that they would have, that he would have called himself brown nosing ministry, loving Pratt, whatever he said exactly. And that's part of the reason why Fred was laughing as he, you know, went to King's cross. You know what I mean? Like Percy came back and spoke Fred's language to tell him how exactly like, you know, I know I was this and he did it in a joking kind of way. And I loved it. Are we even going to get through seven or are we just going to like cry the whole it's time? Oh, we're going to cry the whole time. Crying now, and I'm so. going to bring it. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that we won't even make it through this book. Yeah. You're joking. I'm first. wiping my tears away. <laughs> <sighs> Until we meet again, Fred Weasley. Oh, gosh. Until we meet again. Okay, well, let's continue on. And yeah, so he, so Percy is, you know, being a, a suck up. Harry thinks he'd really like to kick him. And then Harry is astonished to see that Dumbledore is smiling as well. And I said, the ultimate Bob's apron. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. It meant that. I had to read it out loud in Qu- my head, I mean. Quote <laughs> Cornelius. I do not deny, and nor, I am sure, does Harry, that he was in the hogshead that day, nor that he was trying to recruit students to a defense against the dark arts group. I am merely pointing out that Dolores is quite wrong to suggest that such a group was at that time illegal. If you remember, the ministry decree banning all student societies was not put into effect until two days after Harry's Hogmeade meeting. So... He was not breaking any rules in the hog's head at all. Oh, snaps. True, though. My man. I mean, I also love their facial expressions in this. You see them in your head. It's just so good. But really, Percy's shocked by the end of this. And he looks like he's been struck. I mean, he's like, oh, in the face. Not wrong. Like, were you hit with the truth, honey? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The truth hurts. Say ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. And so Fudge remains motionless and his mouth was like hanging open. And I love this. But Umbridge is the first person to jump back in and keep up with her horrible behavior and general nastiness. She just thinks so highly of herself. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think everyone else in that room knows like how powerful and intelligent Dumbledore is. And she just thinks she's better than him. Um, I will say... That it gave me a whole lot of life to have a large, like, Bob's Apron Dumbledore 
quoting section because he has been missing from this book. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we all know the reasons why, but it was just, it was just nice. Nice. I love, I think what I love a lot about Dumbledore is that his lack of reaction and what i mean by that is very calm you can't get him he Mm. can't get got you know what i mean and i admire that a lot (laughs) and we talked about this in the last book and i i think about this with my own situations in life and like not that this has happened but holidays are coming up things sometimes can get tense obviously covid's this year's different with like covid and stuff with like not getting together but in Christmas and Thanksgivings of past, if you have family members that don't agree. The ghosts um, of Christmas past. We're like, um, with the last book and fudge is like getting madder and he's getting madder and he's getting like almost like ridiculous in the way he's acting. He's like just freaking out about everything and acting like a child and Dumbledore's calmly saying things to him and that's riling him up even more. Like, that's what I love. And I keep thinking, like, that's if, like, I have to be in a situation like that. That's how I want to act. So, like, you're going to look like a about fool because you're being that. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be like, okay. Yeah. Calm. And I wish I was more like that, which is why I think I admire people who, you know, remain calm. Because I literally get super emo i do too so that's why i'm like trying in my head being like because my mom used to do that when i was a kid and i'd be ridiculous like throwing a temper tantrum and it would i would hate it because she would just be like say whatever to me and not mean she just would be calm, calm and like i would be freaking out and she'd just be like no well you know what i mean yeah and then it would make me even more mad <laughs> yeah aries fire signs what <laughs> yeah megan yeah. read your first line please um so she says that's all very fine headmaster <laughs> and i said tiff done messed up by giving me this section of the chapter somebody had to talk about it <laughs> so, and it ain't me yeah this is true <laughs> um so umbridge now does that stupid sickly sweet smile of hers and explains that they are now nearly six months on from the introduction of educational degree number 24. So even though the first meeting wasn't, quote, illegal, as if a school rule is a real law, GTFO, (laughs) all those that have happened since are. It it really bothers me that they use the word illegal because it's like, oh, so like, should I have gone to jail because I like kicked somebody out of the play area in preschool? Was that illegal? Should I have been given a ticket? Ask your band. As Caban. Owl's Caban. <sighs> Since you're in preschool, kids Caban. Oh my god. That's like goat's Caban. But honestly, like, it just bothers me that they use the word illegal. Anyway, um, so then Dumbledore then asks for evidence that they had continued after the decree came into effect. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kinsley, Kinsley, whatever. Sorry. Harry thinks that he hears Kingsley whisper something and then he could have sworn he felt something brush against his side, a gentle something like a draft or bird wings. But looking down, he saw nothing there. So I actually was reading this and I like because I had I haven't read this half of the book in a really long time. Um, So I looked over at Katie and I was like, um, 
is that like Fox or something? That's like, what I, I thought I, as well. Like, didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's the memory charm. And I'm like, oh, got it. Because I forgot. I forgot for whatever reason that Kingsley does this. And mm-hmm. that's why Wait, Marietta doesn't lie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. I just, you know, must have gone away like a memory charm. Um, So I know that we have for sure talked about it, but I was just going to bring up the wikia for the memory charm, also known as the forgetfulness charm, um, which can be used to erase specific memories from an individual's mind. It's different from the charm that creates false memories. So basically what Kingsley was doing here is um is he was erasing all knowledge of Dumbledore's army since that first meeting. So she genuinely didn't think she was lying when she shook her head and nodded or whatever like after I'm getting, you know, going to get to the part where like Umbridge is questioning her. Is this the charm um, that Hermione uses on her parents? No, it's different. Okay. Cuz I know that they say that like didn't the author say that she was able to get their memories back? I could be lying. I don't know yeah. if that's true, but yeah, her her parents could get their memories back. Yes, correct. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know if I don't know if Kingsley could have eventually undone this. I'm not. I mean, I'm not sure. It's not like he's he erasing people. It. You know what I mean? He's erasing right. Yeah. That. Um. So. Where am I? Oh, Umbridge then asks Dumbledore if he was listening to her before, because why does he think that Marietta is here? Um, So Dumbledore is playing stupid, kind of. And I love it here because he just asks if she can tell them about the six months worth of meetings, because I'm assuming him and Kingsley planned this. So like, okay, I I bet I'm guessing at least Dumbledore knew about um. Dumbledore's army. So did I say Dumbledore knew? Yeah. Dumbledore knew yeah. about Dumbledore's army. I like forgot. Oh, I'm I sure said. he did. Um, yeah. So he probably had this scenario planned ahead of time is my guess. So I, that's why like, I don't Kingsley know was there. how much they knew though, because later on in the chapter, he's like, it was good, like quick thinking on Kingsley to do that memory charm. So I don't think he knew. Mm. I don't know how much they too Maybe they knew something was going to happen because, you know, Dumbledore's not So, dumb. like, that's why Kingsley thought of it, like, on the spot. Like, oh, this must be. And maybe they you know, even had, like, they're... hey, like, make sure you go with him to come, yeah. like, whatevs. If something goes down, be with Fudge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, like, one of the think... top well he anyways, knows. Right? I mean, if you want to compare Kingsley to, to Snape in this regard, like, he is being a double agent mm-hmm. at this time. Like, so he's going to have to go with the ministry on as much as he can, because if they know that he if he's in um, the Order of the Phoenix, it's over for him. No more ministry information. Um, Think about what the wedding would have been like. People would have been dead, I would think. Um, Yeah. Or in Azkaban, either way, which is almost the same thing. And... So he has to he has to stay in that role, just like when stuff went down in seven. 
Snape had to go to Voldemort. Even when it was with McGonagall, he had to go. It's craziness to think about that way. Go, Kate, go. Sorry. Do you think that Dumbledore or Kingsley even, anyone in Umbridge's small circle, even at the ministry, got the tip off? Because Dobby got the tip off beforehand because the house elves weren't allowed to say anything to anybody about it. So do you think Dumbledore had a small amount of time to discuss this with somebody? Mm. Because the Umbridge, Umbridge is like, we're getting Potter. She might have told Kingsley and Dawlish. Is that who's with her? Dawlish, mm-hmm. yeah. I just assume they I mean, were even with Even if it's two minutes yeah. of time. But I think yeah, Dumbledore I know, keeps a lot Fudge. of stuff to himself, so well, it wouldn't surprise me that he would tell no one anything. Yeah. Um, and maybe like but they had a conversation think- with Shackleball in my head canon. Mm-hmm. I think they might have been like, if anything happens, because like I think it's a very real possibility that like they're gonna come with whatever. I think make sure you're there. I think the men the memory modification was just. I think that was. I think that was spur of the moment. Spur of the moment. Yeah. Whoa. But do you think Whoa. that right I'm now? I'm just making myself laugh that I called him then. Jack Do you think right now he got a tip off at all, just like Harry did? I think so. Kingsley? I think that no, uh, or Dumbledore, elf. somebody I think, to give it I to think Dumbledore. Dobby would have told Dumbledore I, things. Yeah, I think a house yeah, elf would have told Dobby him. Probably would have. Yeah, I don't think he would think it was going against Harry in any kind of way. I think that he it would be protecting Harry, and we know that Dobby yeah. goes to great lengths. <laughs> To protect or even Harry, a portrait really? You know what I mean? Like I think. Oh, that, I'm sure all the portraits were I think talking. That um, I think that Dumbledore has his eyes one on Harry and two on Umbridge, uh, for sure. For sure. So he, I, I mean, I'm sure he's watching. Yeah. I, I think too, that, but um, I didn't say it, Katie. <laughs> I really like what Jess said in the Discord chat. She says Umbridge probably overestimates the loyalty of those around her. Correct. So she probably. I think that with I think it's like a common trait. Like I think that with her, she thinks. I think she also thinks too highly of herself and thinks she's like you know the bee's knees. And Voldemort does the same thing, and then mm-hmm. he waxes and wanes. I don't know why I said waxes like that. Yeah, it was weird. He, like, does monologues, and then you're, like, screwing yourself over because now they got away. Like, you're still talking, and Potter's already, like, three states you're over. Not, you know what uh, I mean? Like, yeah. Where with Umbridge, like, she she's sneaky, and it doesn't work out for her. Like, she thinks she's like, oh, I'll just be really sneaky, and, like, they won't notice me because I'm this shell of, like, a woman that's wearing pink and you can't I'm disguising myself you know what I mean like under all of those colors and whatever else and like my smile when really like people are like we're not blind we can see that you're you and you're a horrible human (laughs) yeah um okay I'm gonna move on um (laughs) sorry so Dumbledore Wait, yeah, Dumbledore is playing stupid because he asks if she can tell him about the six months worth of meetings because he was under the impression that Marietta was merely reporting that a meeting was to be held tonight. So Umbridge then pushes Marietta to answer and she asks her, tell us how long these meetings have been going on, dear. You can simply nod or shake your head. I'm sure that that won't make the spots worse. 
Um, so she doesn't know what she doesn't know. No, she has no idea, but you know, she's gonna, she needs Marietta to talk about Mm -hmm. it. So she's going to say whatever she needs to, to get her to talk about it. Um, so I just pulled the wiki. It actually has a little page on the Dumbledore's army parchment jinx. And it just says that this jinx, which has an unknown incantation was used by Hermione as a safeguard against traitors within Dumbledore's army. Hermione placed it on a piece of parchment signed by all DA members so that if any of them betrayed the group, boils would form on his or her face across their cheeks and nose, forming the word sneak. Um, So although Hermione placed the jinx onto the parchment, she neglected to tell anyone about it at the time of signing. She simply told them that if they sign, they are agreeing not to tell. Um, when Ron believed her, when Ron showed her that the newly placed educational decree 24, uh, had happened and claimed that she was naive for believing that acting honorable and trustworthy will ensure the signers to maintain secrecy. She revealed to him and Harry that she jinked, jinxed to the parchment as a method to both revealing any traitors and punishing them in a humiliating way, much to Ron's glee. Um, however, as an external party, Willie Wittershins, who reported the meeting, <laughs> the jinx did not activate on any signers or himself because he didn't sign it. So, um, so Harry felt at this point that like it was over because, of course, Marietta is going to tell them that the meetings have been happening for six months. They basically have now hit a dead end of solid evidence and even Dumbledore couldn't shift this aside. Like Harry was just defeated at this point. Like it's over. Um, so everyone, everyone in the room was staring at Marietta's face and only her eyes were visible between her pulled up robes and her curly fringe. Um, Harry noticed that her eyes looked oddly blank, which is due to the memory charm that Kingsley just put on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Harry's amazement, she shook her head and I said Umbridge is shook here like she's <laughs> mm-hmm. so mad um she but she's like holding it in completely unhinged Undone. like yeah. unacceptable <laughs> yeah. like yeah I mean it's ridiculous <laughs> um <clears throat> so she's still like keeping up with her little like sweet voice facade and goes, I don't think you understood the question. Did you dear? I'm asking whether you've been going to these meetings for the past six months. You have, haven't you? And Marietta shakes her head again. Um, <laughs> and Harry is just like, Oh my God, I can't right? believe that this is happening. <laughs> what? I go, okay. <laughs> um, And Umbridge asks her what she means by shaking her head, which, lol, it's pretty obvious, don't you think? But McGee comes in clutch here and goes, I would have thought that her meaning was quite clear. There have been no sacred, sacred, secret, Secret. I typed sacred, (laughs) sorry. There have been no secret meetings for the past six months. Is that correct, Miss Edgecombe? Marietta nodded, which I just want to point out. I love that McGee calls her Miss Edgecombe. It's professional. It just you know umbridge is just the worst and mcgonagall's a much better human and teacher than she is yeah she's just such a good teacher she just she teaches the students she treats the students with respect Mm -hmm. and i just appreciate it so yeah mcgee's awesome umbridge yeah she's so great so umbridge is literally losing it now (laughs) 
Uh, and she, like her voice starts raising. She's like, but there was a meeting tonight. There was a meeting, Miss Edgecombe. You told me about it in the room of requirement. And Potter was the leader. Was he not? Potter organized it. Potter, why are you shaking your head, girl? And Wait, can I just say something? Yes. So I was reading this to Tiffany in the car. First of all, I love Sassy McGee. Second of all, she's basically yes. leading the witness being like, he was there, wasn't he? Like, he was this. Yep. Like, don't do that. And it's wrong. Right. Even to go back. Let her speak for herself. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But even to go back to what you said about McGonagall calling her Miss Edgecombe. McGonagall calls Marietta Miss Edgecombe. And in this next sentence, Umbridge calls her girl. Ugh. Why are you shaking your head, girl? Well, she also says Miss Edgecombe, but she just calls but Potter. Only after, Potter. Uh, but only yes. after McGee calls Marietta Miss Edgecombe. Mm-hmm. She was she was saying Marietta before. You can tell she that at the beginning. Oh, she just says dear. At the beginning well, of this another, sentence. Like, but she's unraveling within yes. a small paragraph. But like that's so yes. condescending being like, dear. You know what I mean? Like I and I mm-hmm. hate when people do this to me. Because I'm 30 years old. And if you call me a girl. What, sweetheart? Oh, oh what, it honey? depends. Like Ugh. who says it? But it's don't me. call me. I'm not a girl. Like I'm a woman. I don't yep. know if I'd call, class myself as a lady. Because like I'm a lady. I don't know. But like it just bothers me. me. So like whenever my old boss would come into the room and be like, "Hey girls, what's up?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, bro, get out." We're women. Yeah, I don't care. We're ladies. Ah, (sighs) ladies. Lady. Um. Okay. So McGee again comes in clutch here (laughs) with a well. Usually, when a person shakes their head, they mean no. And Umbridge then oh, literally seizes Marietta and shakes her hard. Abuse. And it, not cool. Yeah. And it lasted a split second before Dumbledore was on his feet, wand raised. Kingsley also started forward. And then Umbridge leapt back from Marietta, waving her hands in the air as though they had been burned. Uh, this and Dumbledore. Isn't okay. No. no. I was reading this and getting so mad. It's not. Like. It it's should shocking, not man. happen. If someone's yeah. doing that to you, it's not okay. She should have lost her position at this point. Facts. Mm-hmm. In the school. Yeah. If mm-hmm. Fudge had a brain of his own and an ounce of courage, mm-hmm. this would have been over at this moment. Can we? Because it's ridiculous. I want to talk about the the fact that it says her hands were waving in, in the air as though they had been burned. I think that to some degree that that statement is probably like actual well i wonder oh so i you agree said this to i'm me sure dumbledore cast something yeah but like what if marietta like you know how sometimes when your emotions are high you oh, like when you're magical magic like yeah. what if that was her accidental Ooh. magic like but shooting out because like she's now being like harmed like a teacher like first of all she's terrified to be in there she's scared because she's got all that stuff on her face and she doesn't know if it's ever going to be coming off so she's having all of these emotions and then your teacher lays her hands on you and starts shaking you hard like first of all it's not okay you know what i mean i don't know i don't hate the idea of dumbledore i think it's dumbledore but i I can also see like her accidental magic coming out and being like stop it I personally think it's Dumbledore. I can see what you're saying, but the reason why I would say that it's not Marietta is because of the memory charm and like how out of it she is right now. I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't disagree with you. 
I don't agree with you, Megan. I hate you, Megan. So, <laughs> Dumbledore at this point is like really angry. Yeah. And he says, I yeah. cannot allow you to manhandle my students, Dolores. And I said, good teacher. More snaps for Dumbledore. Yes. Coming, um, and it, it surprised me that Kingsley actually was the one to like get Umbridge to like come down a little bit. It's yes. really bad. He has to call her madam. Oh, mm. I know. Madam but I wonder too if that's like a, in his mind like a little condescending. You know what I mean? Like madam. I Umbridge, think so. Like, yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, Marietta was standing exactly where Umbridge had released her. She seemed neither perturbed by Umbridge's sudden attack nor relieved by her release. She was still clutching her robe up to her oddly blank eyes, staring straight ahead of her. A sudden suspicious, a, su- a sudden <laughs> suspicion connected to Kingsley's whisper and the thing he had felt shoot past him sprang into Harry's mind. So Harry's like connecting the dots here that Kingsley did something to Marietta with the memory charm. So the only thing that I want to bring up again about this whole Marietta argument uh, discussion are you sure? is, <laughs> is, is the memory charm. So I know that like Sarah had brought up a couple times that, you know, like it makes it worse because Marietta doesn't even remember why she has, you know, sneak on her face. Yeah, I had not thought about that. And you're not wrong that that makes it worse. I agree. But just to point out again, Hermione had not intended that Marietta would not know. So I don't think that we can use that to judge Hermione's character. But but, 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 but. she might not remember what she did, but did Hermione ever let them know, even just after signing the paper, that it's Jinx? No, and so Cho like, even talked about that That's an that issue later. with me, too, where, like, if, I, if mm. I got a piece of paper and I didn't read it and then signed it and then I found out something and I was like, oh, well, it's my own fault for not reading it. Not even anything that was read. Correct. It was just names. She said... But- <sighs> So she said that signing this meant you would not speak of it, which is not the same thing as saying this paper is jinxed. I totally agree. But she did say by signing this, you will not talk about it. You're going down this hill, (laughs) y'all. So but I just think that I'm not. I just think it's not fair to. I, I don't. I just think it's not fair to use the memory charm against. I I never said that actually because I didn't remember. That. Had we? Had never, we said I that? I swear. I, I, I swear. Mean, there's recorded evidence. I don't evidence remember either way. Ever, I don't remember the memory <laughs> charm until now. All I ever said was like she never. She didn't know that they know. <laughs> she didn't. She never knew. Like thank you, Mia. That, it was brought up in the original debate. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like I know it was. Okay. Okay. So back. I don't I don't remember, but which is fine. I I would if I said if I blamed her if I blamed, um, Hermione for that. Like that's not her fault. But like I just think that. I th- I think that there's a lot of things that Hermione does whilst at school, like in her school age years, that I'm just not okay with, and she grows up and she matures i think that if this happened when they were in their 20s or 30s and she had time to think being like even after they signed it and be like by the way if you tell anyone about this like i cursed his parchment which is still kind of not kind i i just i just don't 
my biggest thing is like people always give Marietta and I'm not saying that she is, you know, a wonderful person. It's just that we don't know her backstory. So we don't know what brought her after six months to the point of them being like, I I'm going to say something. So we have no idea what brought her to that. And that's what I'm just saying is like, I just don't think that the punishment for her fits her crimes. And we don't know how long, like the author said, she goes, they eventually kind of, um, what is the word? Like they eventually like fade, but like she still has spots. So like she has to now live with these things on her face for the rest of her life. When like, you're also a teenager and like a lot of people put a lot of stock into like what you look like in your beauty. And like people make fun of people for being only slightly different. So like, that's all I'm saying is like, I just, I just think it's really, really harsh and I don't like it. (laughs) That's all. And I'm not saying like Hermione, Hermione, obviously it's not her fault that she doesn't remember what she did. Um, But I just think it should have, it should have at least, she should have been more forthcoming with like what they were signing. That's all. I don't know. Yeah. It's also a tricky situation. For sure. I like what Sam said in the discord chat too, that like war pushes people to morals they normally wouldn't do. And I think that that is the case you are and, and it, not this I don't situation. agree with that but not I also wrong. like we have to think like there are kids there that like they don't we're also at the point where like there are some people that are believing it's going to happen and that like they know it's coming back and there's other people that are not they're like I don't see the proof what you know what I mean so like if this happened like maybe the next year and it's like everyone knows for sure like it's ride or die it might be a little bit different. Yeah. No, I just, I just think that Hermione's headspace was in a, in a place where she felt that that was what she had to do. Well, and Hermione's one of those people. I think that for her, the means justified the end. Um, yeah. And I think that like, sometimes it works really well. Like with Dumbledore, I think sometimes it worked really well and other times not as well in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. One day they're going to be like, there was 80 episodes in a row where you talked about Marietta. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the whole cat debate. (laughs) Jesus, don't get me into that. Does Marietta have thumbs? Did she tie her tail up there? (laughs) I think she did. But Marietta has a mouth and she spoke the she spoke the thing. But she also, shouldn't have. like we don't know, too, like if Umbridge did anything to coerce information out of her because it's right. not she didn't. it's not something that like she wouldn't have done. You know what I mean? Like she was she tried to give Harry Vera to serum. We know that she's super willing to be abusive and like leading the witness. Mm-hmm. Well, she's like Potter was there. Potter was there. Potter was there. Um, so I object. Yeah. Yeah. So we just don't know the whole story. Here's, here's and that's the all thing. my, another part of my thing is we just don't know. Here's, we just don't know. I just want to go back to this for a hot second here. <laughs> and here's the thing about people like May or Megan, I guess I should call you Megan. Sorry. I call Megan May <laughs> because that's what Lady Supreme calls her. Megan and myself which is why I'm more on the Hermione side of this is that I feel like we are like certain people and we'll do whatever it takes to get things done. Yeah. Am I wrong? No. Okay. Yeah. 
it's a personality trait. It is like indeed. it's yeah. I just yeah, and like that's not trait. my like my thing is, and I don't know if it's because like I'm in I'm in a career where like we're here to help people like no matter what. Mm-hmm. So like I can't fathom deliberately doing like I I could be I would be in the aspect of like the the part of Dumbledore the part of Harry Potter where like they're they're willing to sacrifice themselves like that's that's how I am like I'm I'm the person that like. I'll make sure everything's done for other people before myself. So like I would be the person where like, okay, I could either like let them do this, like let them sign this paper or like do something where like I'm the one that's like reaping the repercussions of of whatever. Mm -hmm. That's just like how I am. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I can't fathom, I don't know, like harming other people. Not saying you guys do. That's not what I'm saying. No, I, I know what you mean. I'll go around just taking out kneecaps left and right it's not a big deal to me no but no but but it is it's why you can understand or not understand certain characters actions is because of your personality i think too that Mm -hmm. like for me i'm really good at um like taking like taking a step back and looking at other people's perspectives um and i'm just because like that's just like sometimes like i i all i do (laughs) literally my mind never turns off so like i'm always thinking of like well we don't know like it could be a b or c like you're it could be this it could be that like and megan and i like we all see the color blue differently you're saying a b and c and megan and i are saying this is a war yeah and that's it yeah and there's the difference but it's it's a good thing this is what makes our world good now everybody be quiet Katie, what do you have to say? <laughs> like, I don't know. No. It all sounds okay. I don't want to talk. I want my wife to be not mad at me when we go to bed tonight. <laughs> no, oh, she, we're always there. free to express whatever you say that are. on the pod. <laughs> um, I really want to hear from still, you, though. I really do. I'm s- I'm forever in the middle of everything. <laughs> like, she's a Libra. Libra. Literally. like I'm like, you guys are right. It is a war situations are different but i'm also like sarah where i try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and i try to think well what are they going through what was this situation they're involved in right now so i literally can't get past those two things (laughs) i see the whole picture (laughs) that's my life well and i think like with this situation (laughs) like megan and tiffany or yes see it more like black and white where Mm -hmm. like i i'm always like seeing in in the gray yes and that's just how yeah. i've always been okay so tell me your thoughts on severus snape <laughs> i mean <laughs> i'm joking please don't we don't have time he's we gray don't, we don't have time he's gray like his underpants i thought you said he's great oh sarah I'm over you get out sarah. 50 shades of it or just like i don't think so probably just one shade of ugh. Oh my god, move on. Wait, but the, isn't his underwear in the next chapter gray? Yeah. Okay. Is that the next chapter? Yeah. It's Dude, bro, things are about to get lit. Oh man. The end of this book oh, is man. so long, but it's, it's so, so fast. Loaded. It's like I'm afraid for the next uh, chapter. We're getting closer to serious dying. Yes. And it makes me <sighs> no. so sad. Get ready to get your hearts ripped out. <gasps> He's about to be right. requirement at King's Cross. from now honest always have tissues next to you 
when yeah. we're recording. We do. She's on our table, so. We do not, so that needs to happen. Can we yeah. just take, like, an hour to talk about how hot Jamie Dornan is? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm here for that. Literally, Number one celeb cross. <laughs> the other day I was watching clips of him <laughs> on talk shows. <laughs> Dude, he's Dude, so funny you're, like, on laughing talk so much, I don't even know what you're saying. Uh, yeah, please play sad songs with Sarah in the background for the remaining chapters. <laughs> I literally had a friend I was listening to. He's like, these are really sad songs. I go, that's the name of the playlist. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll say one thing about this person. That ain't, no, that ain't no Marty O'Malley. Ugh, he's hotter than Marty. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Let's move to the yellow. Yellow Bella. Young yellow. Right. Almost young, young orange. Yellow. Almost. So close. So fr- Frudge, who's that? I don't know. I kept spelling Someone it like that. I feel like we all have said something, something weird wrong. things today. <laughs> What's wrong with oh, all man. of us? I'm perfect. I've said nothing wrong. <laughs> perfect or practically? I'm just perfect. You've talked a lot for it not being in your section. <laughs> <laughs> Does this shock you? <laughs> Do you want that sweatshirt? She was in the car with me today and I was like, Dude, you're talking a lot. And she was like, this is Sierra today. Well, what I said to you, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I've seen anybody. <laughs> and what's today, Thursday? I haven't seen other humans since. Oh, my God. Monday? A lot of the times um, when Sarah's in one of these moods, <laughs> her mom goes, did no one talk to you today? <laughs> <laughs> That's, true. That's hilarious. So funny. All a right. lot of times, no, no one did. <laughs> Actually, as a matter of fact, no. Okay, you may start. Frudge. We're at Frudge. So Frudge, yeah, he brings them all back to the moment after Umbridge's little unhinging and reminds them of the topic at hand that there was a meeting tonight, the one that they definitely knew had happened. Um, so Umbridge pulls herself together and says, well, Miss Edgecombe, Miss Edgecombe tipped me off and I proceeded at once to the seventh floor, accompanied by certain trustworthy students. So as to catch those in the meeting red-handed, it appears that they were forewarned of my arrival, however, because when we reached the seventh floor, they were running in every direction. It does not matter, however. I have all their names here. Miss Parkinson ran into the room of requirement for me to see if they had left anything behind. We needed evidence, and the room provided. This makes me... I mean, I already don't like her, but this makes me despise Pansy. I know it could have been any of those members of the inquisitorial squad. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think so. But... Yeah. So, Inquisitorial. Yeah. <laughs> Inquisitorial. <laughs> so here Umbridge pulls out the list of names She's the that worst. had been pinned up. And Harry's like, oh, Frudge. I'm done for. <laughs> like, oh. how, how do you talk yourself out of that? Like, here it is. It's, All these people are now in some deep trouble. It's the Potter effect. Right. He should know that by now. Um, so she says, the moment I saw Potter's name on the list, I knew what we were dealing with. And it's like Christmas for Fudge. His like glee and joy throughout my entire section makes me sick. Like he's so stoked that like Dumbledore's in trouble. He's nailed him. He's nailed Potter. He's going to get expelled. Um, especially when he sees the title, it says Dumbledore's army. Yes, Sarah. All I think about, and my mom told me this like how years ago about like putting effort into things. He, he is putting 
so much time and effort and all of this stuff into like fighting Dumbledore. Think of how different it would have been if he put that time and energy into fighting Voldemort. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. world of difference. Yeah. Yep. But yep. he's just worried about himself and his own power that he's going to lose because he's dumb. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good though. Like to point out, like sometimes I'll want to just like, rant and rave about something and i think that's good to do but you also have to find that balance of like all right well where do i take this energy Mm -hmm. and like do something about whatever i'm upset about Mm -hmm. but it's hard to find that balance because sometimes you just want to be like the world sucks well (laughs) it's also important though to like feel your feels like right um, i've seen a lot of people lately that say like you you want to like kind of expunge some of your energy they're like either like record yourself on a video or like do a voice memo of like saying everything you want to say. And they're like, you're going to feel so much better after getting all of that off your chest. It's like writing things down and then Mm -hmm. like burning them after something like that. Yeah, I've done that. I've written blog posts. I've never posted and then deleted. (laughs) Meg's told me stuff about like when like she would drive by herself or something. She'd be like really amped up about something and she would just like rant about it. Yeah, it helps. I mean, like, it helps. It's better than just, like, holding it all in. Mm-hmm. You just just get it out, even if you're talking to nobody. Yeah. Sometimes I would, like, record it. Yeah, and, like, I've never heard these things. I would and, like, just, I like, never do, will. Yeah, I would just do a voice memo. Just, like, record myself talking about it just so that I could, like... Just get it out. Know that I got it out somewhere. So that's that's toxic. All I can you know? think about right now is www.creedthoughts.gov.www.forward/slash/creedthoughts. <laughs> oh my god! Creed, Creed thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch The Office, you'll know what I'm talking I've about. I've never watched The Office. You should leave. It's just like a word document. <laughs> <laughs> Never even heard of The Office. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so Dumbledore's army. So Dumbledore takes the paper to see it. um, And he looks up smiling, which like, you know, Dumbledore is about to pull something out of nowhere because that's what he does. Hmm. So he goes, well, the game is up, he said simply. Would you like a written confession from me, Cornelius, or will a statement before these witnesses suffice? Harry saw McGonagall and Kingsley look at each other. There were fear there was fear in both their faces. He did not understand what was going on, and neither apparently did Fudge. Statement, said Fudge slowly. What I don't Dumbledore's army, Cornelius, said Dumbledore, still smiling as he waved the list of name names before Fudge's face. Not Potter's army, Dumbledore's army. So one A plus 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 for Sass. <laughs> Two sacrificing himself for this whole group of kids which is like a great (laughs) adult teacher human being yes sarah i'm just thinking so i know we talked about early in this episode about whether or not they knew so i'm guessing what their reactions like mcgonagall and kingsley probably didn't know yeah that he knew that they know you know what i mean i know what you know (laughs) (laughs) Mm. so finding out that dumbledore not that he actually is is like the head of this is fudge's worst nightmares and dreams come true at the same time Mm. basically so he's like you you organize this and dumbledore's like yep (laughs) what are you gonna do about it (laughs) yep Yep. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i just like picture dumbledore going 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Twiddling his little thumbs at his desk. Um, and he goes on to say that tonight was supposed to be the first meeting. It was to see if students were interested in joining him. So thereby erasing the six months of supposed meetings. Illegal activity. Right. Thank you. And Fudge is ecstatic. He's like, then you have been plotting against me. And Dumbledore's just like, yeah, like, whatever, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and got that right. Harry can't stand for that. He literally shouts no. So Kingsley and McGonagall are on board now after the surprise. So he Kingsley gives him a look of warning and McGonagall's eyes widen, quote, threateningly. <laughs> um, and I love that these two, like, are on their A game when it comes to understanding Dumbledore and backing him, even on, like, the flip of a switch. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, split yeah. second. Yeah. They, they work it. well together. Yes. They do. Um, Dumbledore tells Harry to be quiet or he'll have to leave his office. <clears throat> and Fudge says, yes, yeah, shut up, Potter. <laughs> Jeez, dude. <laughs> and he's still ogling Dumbledore with a kind of horrified delight. Well, 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 I came here tonight expecting to expel Potter and instead... And then Dumbledore goes, goes, instead you get to arrest me. It's like losing a nut and finding a galleon, isn't it? <laughs> Which is like a really awesome little phrase. <clears throat> yeah. It's cute. Um, so Fudge yells to Percy, quote, now positively quivering with delight. I don't like yeah, that. Calm I don't like that sound. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing about this should give you such delight. Like you're Whoa. watching the fall of... Hogwarts, yeah. basically. But that's, that's what he wants. But that's and you're what just he like, wants. Yeah. Because he that, wants that's the what he good. He can be in charge. And the minister can take control. And then Fudge, everyone's going to be like, Fudge is so great. He's the best minister we ever had. And then everyone that doesn't mm-hmm. like him, they're like, oh, he's literally the worst and lying to you. <laughs> it's just so... <laughs> it's just... Aggravating. It's aggravating because it would be as if, like, the leader of the KKK or something was feeling glee because the leader of the black lives matter movement got arrested. Yeah. And it's like, why? Because you'll never be on the same brave way, brave wavelength brain (laughs) (laughs) as a leader in the KKK. Right. Cause like that's horrific. Right. And it's just like you'll never understand that person's joy for somebody who's fighting for such a good cause to get taken down. Well, you know what I mean? You know what Michelle Obama says when they go low, we go high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love her. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's really hard to do though. Yeah. I know. Hey, we're stronger together, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Horcruxes and the Deathly Hallows, oh really. My. I don't know if that's true about Horcruxes. It's it's not. <laughs> it makes well, you, really, you would think it that makes you'd be you stronger all together as one whole human, and that one like Correct. cut on, cut up into Horcrux bits. <laughs> cut up into Horcrux bits. Horcrux bits. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, Fudge asks Percy, "Do you have that all written down?" And Percy's just as eager. Like Tiffany said, he's just so beyond lost and it's sad mm-hmm. um i could be less mad at him now and more sad for him mm-hmm. than the first time around reading this yeah so fudge tells him duplicate your notes send a coffee copy to the daily prophet if we get a fast owl we might make the morning edition all about so that he's media like, right mm-hmm. yeah he's just ready to like splatter dumbledore all over the pages 
which is horrible. So Fudge tells Dumbledore, he's like, all right, you're going to be escorted back to the ministry. You'll be formally charged. Now he's into formally charging people Mm -hmm. and doing proper trials. I don't know. And then you'll be sent to Azkaban to await your trial. And Dumbledore's like, uh, yeah, I thought we might hit that little snag, which like this was actually done really well Mm -hmm. in the films. As I said, this is my favorite scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing with that. Fudge is absolutely delusional to have had the thought that he could actually take Dumbledore to ask. I wish I wish you right? could say the way that you're moving right now. You're like, <laughs> how out of your mind do you have to be? And just in your own thoughts to think that that was ever possible. I mean, you're not wrong. I am not wrong. <clears throat> I know this. So what snag is Dumbledore talking about? Not the tights, but uh, the whole other issue. Okay. I've heard those are really good. I've never, you know, had them. (laughs) Quoting from the book. Well, it's just that you seem to be laboring under the delusion that I'm going to, what is the phrase? Fingers and pies? (laughs) 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 Come quietly. Which I literally, I was reading this today and I'm like, I just love this sentence so much. It says, you seem to be laboring under the delusion that I'm going to basically come quietly. But that's just, ah, Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. So he goes on to say that uh, he has no intention of going with Cornelius to Azkaban. He would, uh, he just basically, he's like, I'd break out. And he's like, that's really just a waste of time. So we're just going to skip it. (laughs) So Umbridge is looking super mad. So is Fudge. And he really can't believe like what he's hearing. And he kind of looks around to Kingsley and we don't know yet. That guy's dollish. They haven't said his name yet, but that's who that is. The other or. And so he kind of looks at them to see if they heard what he heard. Um, and then Dalish gives Fudge like a little nod to like move closer to Dumbledore with his hands like also moving closer to his wand. Um, and so Dumbledore basically like, nah, dude, like I remember you being smart. You got outstanding on all of your newts, but also don't be dumb and try to take me out by force because it's not going to work. <laughs> he basically like, I will hurt you like if I have to. Um, so he stops because he like doesn't really know what to do. And um, I did look him up. So we're going to take a brief pause and talk about John Dawlish. According to the Wikia, he's a British or, um, and he worked in the Orr's office in the nineties. Who's that actor? I don't know. We'll get there. Species human. He's, (laughs) he's noted by Dumbledore, um, Albus, not his brother Aberforth as an excellent or obviously we know that he accompanies fudge on assignments. He works under, um, the next minister, Scrooge mirror and pious thickness. Is that how you say his last name? Thickness. I say thickness. That's probably how you would pronounce it. <clears throat> I say thicknessy. Get out. <laughs> thicknessy. No, yeah. you don't. Really? thick. <laughs> yes. No, you don't. Wait, are you being real time life? As real as I thought it was. My ladies, God okay. bless me, Mary Hippogriff. Let nothing. There's only one C in thickness, but depending on if you really like them, there could be two. Nessie lives. Um. So <laughs> during the second Wizarding War, however, Dalish's powers were diminished somewhat when he was incapacitated, and he was attacked quite frequently. Um. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know. 
we don't really need to know all of this about him. Rubbish. And maybe we'll do it. There's actually quite a bit. So maybe we'll do a Felix file about him. We'll do it later. So he's a dedicated individual performing exceptionally well at school, passing the stringent requirements to become an aura. In the 90s, he served under Scudgemeyer and accompanied Minister of Magic himself. <laughs> um, he even says, obviously, Devlin's like, he's a pretty good aura. What are you laughing at? Scrudgemeyer? <laughs> What's his name? Scrudgemeyer? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear her say that. I, was just, I think it's just she's like a repeat offender when it comes to scrimger, and it's the best. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Activity. Oh, puddle Mary United. I think I get them. Let's crush Mary United. <laughs> <laughs> Scrudge me United. <laughs> Can uh, we get Scrudge me United jerseys? Yes. I'm Scrudge Mary. You're Scrudge Mary. I'm Beth, please put this in the out. Beat back those bludges, boys, and chuck that quaffle here. Oh, my Beautiful. abs hurt so bad. <laughs> All right. So. You know, he does magic and stuff. Ugh. He owned a wand, which was unknown length, wood Sorry. and core material. He used what? his wand during his career. Yeah, there's, we don't know what it is. Unknown. He owned his what own broomstick, it? according to the Wikia, which was of unknown make and brand. Um, <laughs> he would use it to transport Muggleborns to Askman via broomstick flight. <laughs> However, he was stunned. And he had who? What is this? I don't know. I feel like that's. Oh really... no! It's from the Deathly Hallows. What is that little nugget of truth? He got his broomstick stolen <laughs> from him by Dirk truth. Cresswell, who subsequently escaped and took it with him instead. Oh, <clears throat> that doesn't surprise me. But the whole taking people by broomstick to Azkaban seems like not. Oh, that's they get there though. A great idea. I don't know. Um, so at a, at a <laughs> <laughs> um, John is the English form of Johann, I think the Latin form of the Greek name, Johans, <laughs> um, and the Hebrew name meaning Yahweh is gracious. Dowlish is the name of a seaside town in Devon. It comes from a nearby stream once called. Day Wilsh, meaning devil water. Hmm. Not to be confused with the devil's lettuce. <laughs> the devil's lettuce. <laughs> the devil's lettuce. He was portrayed by Richard Leaf in Order of the Phoenix. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> he has three children with his wife, Tamsin. Get out. <laughs> I don't want to hear about the actor. I did you for a hot second. I did for a hot second. He's in Braveheart. I've never seen it. What? It'll make you cry. Everything he makes plays me cry. the Duke of York. Um, cool, cool, cool. Apparently, he was also named Hannibal after Rising. John No, co-host of Powdercast, after a friend of John asked J.K. Rowling what Dolish's first name was, and displayed an obsession with the character throughout the podcast. Interesting. So we didn't get a first name, I'm assuming, till after the movies. I mean, books. Huh. Um. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay. So that's him. We'll talk about him more later on. 
So <clears throat> Fudge counters asking Dumbledore if he re- actually thinks that he can take everyone in that room single handedly. He's like, nah, there's like a lot of people in this room, dude. And like, you're one guy. So like, do you actually think you could do it single handedly? And McGonagall's like, ha ha, he won't be fighting single handedly. And Dumbledore's like, ha ha, I will be because Dumbledore, because Hogwarts needs you. Um, any hoosies. So Fudge is like over it. He tells Jacobot and Dollish to take him. Dollish makes me think of Doctor Who, and I want to say like the Daleks. I don't know why. I probably am saying that wrong too. So he's like, "All right, go get him." And literally, things get crazy. I had to read this more than once because I was like, I literally don't know what happened. So this is quoting from the book: "A streak of silver light flashed around the room. There was a bang like a gunshot, and the floor trembled. A hand grabbed the scruff of Harry's neck and forced him down on the ground as a second silver flash went off." Several of the portraits yelled. Fox screeched and a cloud of dust filled the air. Coughing in the dust, Harry saw a dark figure fall to the ground with a crash in front of him. There was a shriek and a thud. And somebody cried, no! Then the sound of breaking glass, frantically scuffling footsteps, a groan, and silence. Harry struggled around to see who was half-strangling him and saw Professor McGonagall crouched beside him. She had forced both him and Marietta out of harm's way. Dust was still floating gently down through the air onto them. Panting slightly, Harry saw a tall figure moving towards them. Um, I also want to talk about how, like, that's, like, really great that McGonagall would do that Mm -hmm. because not everyone would. And, you know, teachers don't get enough credit for being Bob's apron. (laughs) Thanks. Huh? True that. So Dumbledore's the, you know, tall, dark figure. <laughs> Except doesn't say dark, it's just as a very tall figure. Also known as death. Um, and he asks if they're okay. And McGonagall's like, yes, we are. While she's getting up, she's kind of bringing Harry and Marietta up with her. The office is trashed. Like, tables are overturned. There are things on, on the floor that are in pieces. <clears throat> um, and you see that Fudge, Umbridge, Kingsley, and Dollish are all unconscious on the floor. Fox is circling above them. Um, Dollish had to, or not Dollish, Dumbledore had to hex Kingsley so he would avoid being suspicious, mm. saying as much and more. He also says he was remarkably quick on the uptake, modifying Miss Edgecombe's memory like that while everyone was looking the other way. Um, which also want to point out that he's super, um, a gifted wizard to be able to do that. Yeah. Oh, Tiffany, you're like, eh. No. I but said, also, yeah. Like, smart and very perceptive someone was talking about this in the um in the the chat that it's very like harry was very perceptive to be able to notice like something wasn't right with marietta like like she's acting a little weird and like he felt the magic he felt the magic through the magic through (laughs) the magic um, so he also says that they like are all going to be awake soon and to make sure that they don't think that Dumbledore was able to talk to them, basically like just pretend you just woke up as well. Um, and so McGonagall's like, well, where are you going to go? And he's like, not going to go to, um, Grimmauld place. He isn't leaving to go into hiding and that Fudge is going to regret that he displaced Dumbledore from Hogwarts. Just you wait and see. <laughs> oh. Wait, Henry Higgins, just you wait. Um, so do we know? I'm sorry. Do we know where he goes I for don't sure? Remember, Majorca. <laughs> <laughs> so Scrooge Mears house. <laughs> <laughs> he roots for their team. <laughs> He's a big Scrooge United fan. 
Oh, I also think I say Scrooge Mirror in my head when I'm reading his name because it's like a lot of words That's or funny. letters. It's um, just a hilarious word. I love it. <laughs> so Harry kind of is like wanting to say something here. And he wants to kind of apologize for everything that just happened and like have other things, but he really just doesn't have the words. So then Dumbledore implores him that he must study hard with Snape on that acclumency. What is wrong with me? <laughs> acclumency. Acclumency. Oh, acclumency. That's what their uh, team name is, or their mascot's name on the Scrunchmia team. I love um, you. On acclumency. He must practice it every night before going to bed. He Ugh. has to close his mind to the bad dreams, and he'll understand why soon. So Dallas is starting to stir. Dumbledore grabs Harry's arm, telling him to close his mind. And Harry kind of gets this overwhelming, overwhelming feeling again that he wants to basically take a bite out of Dumbledore. And like as Dumbledore grabs his like skin, like he grabs onto him skin to skin, he gets a pain like right through his scar. Hey, what do you think that's from? Um, I the think that like they're just really like hyped up on energy and it's just the magic. I think Harry's just really mad at Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Because, like, they haven't it spoken. Was? Like, Dumbledore ghosted Harry. Crux. And Harry's like, don't talk to me like you know me, bro. Bro. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the Horcrux. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So, another quote from The Office. Oh, my God. A quote from the book. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did you say that? Because all oh. in there. Fox? No, quote <laughs> the office to me. Um, Dwight. Mm. <laughs> I literally cannot say I've seen one episode. <gasps> Are you serious? I've also not seen every episode of Parks and Rec. I've seen a lot. I've never seen that. It's a good bad. show. I see. I here's the thing. When I used to watch your child on Fridays and Marty would have it on in the morning. I would had a whole routine of what we, I would watch. Well, it really would be on the background, but Beats. any hoosies bears Fox circled the Battle office and swooped low over him. Dumbledore released Harry raised his hand and grasped the Phoenix's long golden tail. There was a flash of fire and the pair of them were gone. Except it said <laughs> had gone. So I don't know if that's correct or not. So like everyone's kind of waking up now. Fudge is not pleased and he wants to know where he has gone and then when i read this i imagine like you know when you like so we know that kingsley is playing like double agent here so he jumps up and he gets to his feet and he yells i don't know but i wonder if he's like i don't know i wonder where he could be but i think he was like <laughs> probably a little bit better um i don't know it just makes me laugh the way i was thinking in my head so Umbridge says he like couldn't have apparate disapparated because you know you can't do that inside of s- the school, which then was making me think of the fact that like okay, so he can't disapparate inside of the school, but can you do it like I know you can't really do it on the ground. Fox but, like, can some yeah, but Fox is different. Like I don't know, it was making me think about like those rules. They know because like in Fantastic Beasts they apparate onto the grounds. I do think that they're going to go if those movies get made with the fact that something happens in order to have mm. that law mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, during mm-hmm. those movies. Um, <clears throat> yeah. 
Let me find out where I was. But Dollish, ever the smart guy that got outstanding at all of his newts, says, the stairs. So he runs to open the door and leaves. Kingsley's following close behind him. Umbridge is close behind him. Um, and then Fudge hesitates getting up and he brushes himself off. And after like a long silence, he tells McGonagall that this is the end for her friend Dumbledore. Joke's on you. Um, no, it's not. Yeah, you're going to get fired before he dies. So just saying. <laughs> McGonagall isn't so sure about that, but Fudge isn't paying her any attention now, just kind of looking around at the destroyed office. Another quote, because this made me chuckle. A few of the portraits hissed at him. One or two even made rude hand gestures. Ah, smiles. Fudge tells McGonagall that she should get the students to bed. She doesn't really respond. They start to leave. And as they're leaving, Harry hears. And I thought this was weird because I, I was like, um, I didn't remember... A hundred percent. So it's like Phineas Nigelis's voice. And he says, you know, minister, I disagree with Dumbledore on money counts, but you can't deny he's got style, which is a great quote. But like, why don't yeah. they say his full name? I asked that to Tiffany. I'm like, because like I had to make sure I'm like, am I, is there another Phineas or is this still Phineas Nigelis Black? Like, why don't you just, why didn't you add his last name? Hmm. Maybe they just assume that. You already know. Then why yeah. say Phineas Nigellus? I don't know. Hmm. Just a thought. I hmm. thought. Just a thought. I had hmm. thunk in my head. Yeah. And that's it. That's so the end of the chapter. Think that it was Phineas and Ferb, right? <laughs> I really, I really do like um, this scene in the movie because it's really, it's a little bit different, obviously, as you know, books and movies are. Um, and we don't really ever see Phineas Nigella, I don't think, right in the movie. Um, so I just I like the way that Kingsley says it. Missed opportunities, because then you get into seven and you're like, who's this dude? But I do like <laughs> how, okay. how much the author is like using that character, mm-hmm. you know, because they're obviously going to come back and play a very important role well, later on. Yeah, I enjoy. I enjoy. Well. Uh, yes. Oh my god, but you know what? We gotta get off of here because I gotta root for Scrudge Mirror United. <laughs> Can we get a shirt with that made on it? I said we should get jerseys. <gasps> yes, yes, I'd love a Scrudge like jersey. a big snitch on it. It'd be so cool. No, but like, Guys, what would I'm be a work sc- Someone, like, what do you think Scrudge Mirror's um, mascot. mascot is? All I can think of is like a magic a eraser, <laughs> a waffle. Yeah, like a quaffle. The quaffle waffle? All right. I think it's time for a lightning bolt round. Lightning bolt round. Pew, 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 pew. Lightning bolt round. Okay, first question comes from Sydney. If you could come up with a magic ice cream flavor, mm. think Willy Wonka non-traditional cuddling by a campfire, nap after being in the sun, what would it be? Uh sunshine fur <gasps> you yeah, want to eat like sunshine cat juice. sunshine fur you want to eat that it smells it's so smells good, so good. <laughs> it does <laughs> you wouldn't be like pip, pip, i got fur in my mouth yeah no, it would just, just be like laughter the uh, <laughs> the atmosphere <laughs> feeling i would want an ice cream that <laughs> is the smell of Main Street USA <gasps> at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Cinnamon. 
I imagine it smells it's like basically cinnamon. like waffle cones. It's like waffle cones and candy <laughs> <laughs> and sunshine and buttermellow and uh, <laughs> sunscreen. You know, a little bit of sunscreen in there. Well, coconut. See, I, yeah. I can't. I can't do this because I don't want to eat any of those things. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, the one that I, the word smell that I like am thinking of, I'm like, you really shouldn't even say to eat it because it's like, you know, when you're like outside someone's house and like they're doing laundry and you can smell the laundry detergent, it just smells good. Don't eat a Tide Pod. Don't. Dude. Do not. Um, also keep it away from your children. You know what's another good smell that always makes me feel good? There's this, and it's weird because I don't like cold weather, but I do like the smell outside when it's like a real crisp winter day. Yeah. Just for a second, then I, I'm done with it. I can, but I, I, can, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm the one person on this podcast, not saying the others don't, but I love winter. I do not. Um, so much. I could eat a nice autumn day. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Crunchy leaves. Fresh cut grass. Dead grass. The season of when you ask me, like right now I'm really craving like ice cold weather. Um, so I'm going to say I want it Ugh. to be a winter day and then like <laughs> knee deep in winter. I'm going to be like, I really could go for a spring day and then I'm going to want it to be summer. So like, yeah. just always chasing that future. Sasa. I just like, I love each season and normally before like, I like looking global warming got things. bad and the like, climate change was like a real big thing. We used to get a good solid couple of months of every season. Yeah. Um, and now it's like 70 degrees in November. So true is true. Yeah. If I ever get married, I want it to be not necessarily in the winter times, but like snow everywhere. So winter. Well, but like also like right now, <laughs> if we were like in Colorado, it's snowing mm. there. You know what I mean? Or like I up north. snow. So I don't necessarily have to be. See, it says it's snowing there today. It's supposed to snow on Monday. You could get married Can't with penguins. Wait. I, would, I would love to get married with penguins. Ask me another. All right. Sam asks, what is your favorite ism of the other hosts? <laughs> None, because I'm the best. I'm the favorite. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what does that mean? Like, you know, like what they do. Oh, like a mannerism or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a mannerism. Katie's indecisiveness hmm. makes me chuckle. <laughs> oh man, yeah. it's a lifestyle I, like the I way did not choose. Sarah combines words. Is it that or yeah, like, do you like when I pronunciations are the best? <laughs> or do you like when I call things like weird? Like I call fan fictions internet stories. That was good. That is also fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Um Tiffany trying to rein us in is probably and then my favorite thing is when Tiffany tries to rein us in and then out of nowhere suddenly she adds to it yeah and then like I know how to is stop. not mad anymore well, and like because that, she's in on it now too that goes five to seconds the very before that of our she was over it do you remember how like oh, she was so serious you guys were so annoying like, <laughs> no but like you want you're like this is serious we're gonna sit here we're really gonna talk about Harry Potter. And, like, it was so funny, uh, like, after, like, however many episodes, we realized, like, we aren't, like, obviously, like, we could all be serious when we need to be, but, like, 
We aren't serious people like that. Oh my god! Yeah. I we remember talking about Harry Potter. We're not serious. I remember first recording. It was like the first episode, and we were like laughing about, and we, not me included, you guys were like laughing about something. I remember thinking, "Oh my god, we're supposed to be so serious." Well, like, and what did not, you say yeah. to me today in the car when I we were I was reading the book out loud to her, and we were making commentary, and she we were like crying, <laughs> laughing, and you were like, "This would be." podcast goal Let's get to we were unfiltered yeah we were i mean hard unhinged like, like but that would be uh, it was quality content correct it was very <laughs> funny <laughs> oh i would have to quit my job to be able to do a podcast like that <laughs> i do like <laughs> tiffany scolding megan for opening the airheads or today mm. katie was eating cheese and she's like i didn't know you could hear me <laughs> or something like that i was like i didn't even hit it like i didn't see her face is not on the screen and i heard her eating you're cheese. like a li- don't say no <laughs> i wasn't eating anything you're like a little mouse over there don't lie nibbling on some cheese i wasn't eating anything. it was you're rectangular shape it was from fine. target that's target cheese i know Here's your cheese thing. if you're it gonna eat something i know it was it. i buy that cheese too it's the, we call it rectangle cheese in my house because that's what alana <laughs> likes it what was flavor Buddha. was it tiffany kobe jack nope it was gouda whatever gouda. What's gouda with you? Gouda. <laughs> just ask her if she likes cheese oh my god like well yes my favorite's gouda remember when megan used to try my and open airheads gouda. under the table yeah yeah. And then you would, during those first beginning episodes, sometimes you'd just pop in gum and we'd be like, what the oh, yeah. are you doing? <laughs> I still like, there's times where I'll go to record and I'm like, oh, I gotta take my gum out. Yeah. That's because mm. like, I, I'm so used to like, I literally like, not live with gum in my mouth, but I kind of do. Um, to the point where you like. You always are chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was just talking about this the other day. How we were, we guys were on a live and I popped on and I was leaving work. And you were asking why, like, did I have gum in my mouth with my mask on? And I was like, yeah, I chewed it on all, day, all day. And you were, like, surprised that I could do that. But I forget that it's in my mouth, and then, like, I usually crack my gum, which my father hates. It's not a pleasant sound. I, I don't know. Your daughter likes when I chew gum. She's weird. And I go crack her gum, like, when we're driving somewhere, and, like, the sound just, like, ricochets all over the car, and it pierces my eardrum, and I'm like... Don't do that. And she then I'll genuinely try not to, and then I'll like forget. And she gets mad at me. She'll like do it and then go oh, and look at me really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Katie comes in with the unexpected jokes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yes. She's a good one for that. Thanks. I try. Sometimes they're just plain dumb, but you know, you, the best you kind keep of jokes. doing you. She's got one liners, right? Thanks. What else do you got, May? Uh, Mia asks, are you perceptive enough, like Kingsley, to have picked up on needing to modify Marietta's memory using nonverbal magic, or are you more perceptive enough to have picked up on it faster than Harry did? I think I'd be, I think I'd be ha- faster than Harry, but definitely not Kingsley speed. Yeah. I don't know if I would be. I don't know. Things literally happen in front of my face. And then later when they're discussed, I go, wait, where was I? And everyone says, you were right there. What do you mean? <laughs> so I would not have picked up on anything. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I probably would be in the middle as well. I don't know if I am. 
I don't know. I guess it's hard to say just because like depending on the things that like I know about the situation, you know, like maybe that would have been in my mind, like, because I guess I am pretty, I don't know if the right word is squirrely when it comes to like getting out of trouble. You are so like, <laughs> so squirrely? like if, if that was the, if like, if I was just like over there trying to figure out like, how are we going to get out of this? How are we going to get out of this? Maybe I would have come up with that. You mean you work well under pressure? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good you for do. you. Um, all right. The last question is from Sam. Where would you go if you were Dumbledore? Like Wizarding World? Uh, young Orange. <laughs> <laughs> Chaperone. Are we talking Wizarding World or like Muggle stuff? <laughs> I'd go to the spa. I, I was going to answer like genuinely like in this situation right. where would i go Wait. with dumbledore let's do oh, okay. let's We're do a serious answer no let's do a serious <laughs> and answer, a funny answer and a funny answer okay okay who's first not me megan I'll go first okay okay my serious answer is like genuinely i think i probably would have gone to grimald place i think that he could have and this would have fixed a lot of issues because mm-hmm. he would have been keeping Sirius in the loop a lot more. Sirius <sighs> wouldn't have felt so much pressure to, I don't know, be, he probably still would have been a jerk to creature, but like things just would have played out differently. And I think that like, that is a place where like the order goes anyway. So like, why wouldn't Dumbledore just go there? Yeah. The ministry can't get there. Where you do know, you think it seems kind of silly. Do we know? I don't know. Mm. I wonder if he just like was wandering. Maybe I, he, maybe he went out to go look for. Um, that's when he started his search for the Horcrux. He's like, well, they're not going to find me when I, if I'm like really searching out here. He was living in his own cave. Dick Sporting Goods ad. Yeah, he, he himself went to uh, Young Orange. Um, well, I often wonder, like, what happened to the Dumbledore's place in Godric's Hollow. I don't know. You know, is that still? Uh-huh. But do you think he would want to go go there? I don't know. Because he's still grippling. Gri- what? Grappling. He's grippling. <laughs> well, grappling we, with the fact that, like, his sister is no longer. Well, here's the thing. Around. We know that no one in the Dumbledore family has that place. Did they sell it? I don't know. So who knows? So that could be an option for a serious answer. He's just, uh, you know. Hanging out at the lake. Oh God, that's yeah. A lot sad. of people are saying that, like, they think he went just horcrux hunting. <laughs> so he's hanging out at the lake. Okay. I mean, that's what I'd want to go. I'd love to go to the beach. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with my brain? I literally had a serious answer, and it's gone. Come it's on, gone. Katie. I can't think of a funny one. I mean, like, I just kind of picture him. Yeah, like. On the beach with sunscreen on his nose, all like back, uh, I believe Merlin from uh, yeah, like Merlin from uh, Sword in the Stone. Yeah, I believe that Bev was it. Bev that drew us a picture. Of Dumbledore? She did. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Maybe who's next to the spa? 
the spot. I can't remember my serious answer, and now I can't even remember another place because I was struggling. And then I thought of something, and I was like, yes. Now it's gone. I don't know. I think that if he would hurt it, I will hunting say for sure. I think that's my serious answer for my joke answer. I think that he went to Chicago and took a <gasps> tour um, to learn about the architecture there. I remember what I was going to say. I think he went and hung out with Nicholas Flamel. Oh, that oh. well, isn't Nicholas Flamel dead? Maybe not yet. He was putting his affairs in order. I don't know how long that takes. <laughs> I say you, he did. <laughs> the Flamel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe he pulled a slughorn and became an armchair. <laughs> Mm. He was a Dumbledore. <laughs> maybe, me, maybe he went to hang out at his grave. Sounds oh serious. Black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Serious black. Did anyone Does win anyone bingo? Have an answer? <laughs> yeah, Mia did. Do you want me to Holla, Mia won bingo. Hey, huh? we're done. Are we done? We're done. What? All right, house cup. House cup. Give me a drum roll. Hufflepuff. Also, you really can. I don't know if COVID times, but pre-COVID times, you could take architecture tours in Chicago. I've heard they're very nice. Me and Mike took one. We took one on the river, and it's beautiful. Cool beans. Puffs. You're the best. Lame. Claws. You're also the best. We're just a little bit more bestest. Because we won this time. Go past. So this Go past. this it's computer monitor it's is still changing colors. So it's got to be the, the cord. cord. We'll change that out later. Everyone needs to officially spell Badgers with a capital B-A from now on. No. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at Gryffindor in dead last. That's where you deserve to be. You're probably right. <gasps> that was really mean. You guys got way too much throughout the whole series. Yeah, I so. have wrong merch. Oh my God. <laughs> I have wrong merch. And Katie is only now getting Hufflepuff stuff. You know what? So. According yeah. to canon, the rest of you are losers. So <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> I do not hate Gryffindors. I'm just saying. She just really, really, really doesn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really, really don't like you. Yeah, that's exactly why I said that. Who sings that? Oh, oh wait, play my tease. Oh, yeah, like, you're yeah. asking the wrong person. If you ask me, <laughs> here's here's what I know about music. I typically know the beat of a song. I don't know the correct lyrics. I don't know who sings them, and I don't know what the song is called. <laughs> Shocking, but that won't stop me from singing along. <laughs> Didn't you meet Plain White Tees? Yeah, who we Tom actually went. invited us out to the bar, but we were not 21. We were too young. <laughs> oh, we couldn't Who go. did you share a pizza with? The, the guy singer from of Boy, Boys Like Girls. Mm. Boys Like Girls. Mm. Yeah. He said, oh, you guys are sweethearts. And he shared a pizza with us. Yeah, I mean, he was nice. That's That's cool. cool. Anyway, fan story. An old one. Old one. This comes all the way. From 2018. Whoa. Such a simpler time. Who do could hang right? out with friends and breathe the same air? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Honest to God. Um, so this one comes from Kayla. Hello, Megan, Katie, Sarah, and 
Tiffany. Hey. Hello. First, I wanted to say that I'm so appreciative of all the work you put into your podcast to bring people like me joy every week. It is truly something I look forward to, and it brings me happiness whenever I listen. Now my Potter story. I've been a bookworm since I was a toddler and have read many, many books in my life. However, I did not read the Harry Potter books until I was in fifth grade in 2006. At this point, books one through six were out and my friends were anticipating the release of The Deathly Hollows. It wasn't that I thought the books would be boring or that I was trying to be different. I just never thought about picking them up as I was enthralled in other kinds of books at the time. And to be honest, I watched Chamber of Secrets as a kid and both the giant spiders and snake terrified me. Fair. One of my friends from school had been bugging me about reading them and I would always tell him that I would read the book, read them after the book I was currently reading. Finally, he got sick of my excuses and brought his copy of Sorcerer's Stone to school one day. I remember having a very heated argument with him, but he somehow persuaded me to read it. I started that night when I got home and could not put the book down. Fun fact, I had an alarm clock that would light up if you held down the button on top of it and used that to read under my covers <laughs> that night. I love <laughs> That's it. That's amazing. I returned Sorcerer's Stone to my friend the very next day and made him accompany me to the library to check out Chamber of Secrets. I read all six books within a month and a half i cheered harry ron and hermione on throughout their adventures and triumphs and mourned for cedric sirius and dumbledore i actually anxiously awaited that summer for deathly hollows to be released i had a softball tournament that day it was released and afterwards i begged my mom to take me to barnes and noble to get the book i walked in with my bright pink uniform dirt all over my legs and face picked up the book and proudly placed it on the counter to buy it i then proceeded to lock myself in my room for three full days until i finished the book I was on the phone with my friend who initially got me to read the books the whole time and we read through the chapters together. That's so awesome. Exclaiming and gasping every so often, but otherwise silent. I remember hearing a loud thud at one point when we got to the part where we find out that Snape became headmaster and he had told me he had fallen off his couch. <laughs> he was so shocked. <laughs> I'm now almost 23 years old, which means you're 25 now. <laughs> I'm now almost Good 23 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Which it's still, means you're 25 now. It's still so in love with ignoring you with this magical world. I've read the books about seven times and will frequently put on Harry Potter movie marathons for my friends. I will be graduating college in just a few short days, which means you have graduated college. <laughs> oh, no math needed for that. Congratulations. In, uh, with a degree in English education shout out to teachers and cannot wait to incorporate Harry Potter into my curriculum I am awesome. a very proud Ravenclaw and Puckwudgie Hello. my Patronus is an elephant <gasps> that's so and my cool awesome. I don't think I've right? ever heard that that's so super cool oh, awesome. I love elephants say super cool correctly Katie super cool super cool <laughs> and my wand is ash 11 inches with a phoenix feather core the magical world has always brought me comfort in dark times and has led the way to so many lasting and wonderful friendships. I cannot thank JKR enough for creating such a wonderful world, and I cannot thank you for enough for creating such a joyful podcast that allows me to dig deeper into the world I love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't let the muggles get you down. That's an awesome story. I know. I like it. Thank you. And I, I love that you read your book under the covers with the light. Yes. And I want to point out the fact that uh, when you were in fifth grade reading these books, I graduated high school. <laughs> and it made me feel really old when you said that. <laughs> Wait, let's see. Fifth grade, 2006. I graduated high school in 2008. So not too far off. 
Tell me a yep. joke. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I found one. I said, oh, give me a yeah? joke. Excuse me. You weren't prepared. No, it's right here. God I still can't you. get over that Patronus. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah I've never heard I of know. anybody having I'm an elephant before. Obsessed with this. All right. Joke time. <laughs> okay, David. How does a wizard light up a dark bathroom? <sighs> with a Lumos. I don't know. Lumos. Oh, I get it. You were right. <laughs> Thought it was going to be a toilet joke, and I'm a little disappointed. Lumos. I mean, it was, Lou, though. The Lou. The Lou. Oh. <laughs> Your Lumos. eye roll was so extra. Your whole head moved up. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Social media is times. So what did I just say? <laughs> Social media's times. Social's media's times. There's an S on everything. Make sure that make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is Swish and Flick Podcast. And if you are already subscribed, make sure that you go and hit the little bell to get notifications when new videos are dropped. The bell. The bell. Find us on social media at Facebook. On Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast. I literally don't know. On Twitter at Swish Flick Cast and on Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can also follow your hosts. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at The Peaches Family. Tiffany's on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. If you love this podcast and want to support us and be a part of it, you can join us on Patreon. We have different levels that you can donate to us every month from $2 up to $25. You can get access to our Discord channel. You can get access to Puff Pastry. You can get access to live YouTube Q&As and trivia trivia and Phoenix Hangouts and Phoenix Plus Boxes. And it is so much fun and we love all of you. Thank you so much for your support. And the link to that is patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast. You just got me so amped. I'm going to go sign up. Do it, Katie. Okay, Katie. <laughs> I really am amped up, though. Yeah. No, Let's we were. These things. We had a long conversation before we started recording about our upcoming Phoenix Plus box. And I want everything in it. So, yep. yeah, you know, it's good. Excited. I like it. What am I doing? I like it a lot. What am I doing? Oh, I know what I can tell you guys about. I last month picked up a magazine from the History Channel and they had like all these different like haunted spots across the US that they wrote about. And if you have seen any of my Instagram, you know that I really love history and Wait, I you do? I do. And I really like Gettysburg and I've only been to Gettysburg one time and I can't wait to go back. And I stayed in a B and B that was also used as a civil war hospital during the battle of Gettysburg. And so I, of course, as soon as I get this, I flipped to the Salem section and then I flipped to the Gettysburg section and there was a book recommended by the history channel. And I'm going to pull it up on my Kindle now. And so I went and I looked up how much it was. It was like a dollar on Amazon to put to your Kindle. And it is called 
Ghosts of Gettysburg, Spirits, Apparitions, and Haunted Places of the Battlefield by Mark Nesbitt. And I have to tell you that I love this book. It is so good. So Mark Nesbitt is a guy who worked for the park system at Gettysburg. And so all of his stories are gathered from people who worked with him. And so these people know their stuff. Obviously, they know their history because these are people who are giving like tours and things like this. And oftentimes these people would live in some of the houses that are still like on the park and were used as civil war hospitals. So these houses have gruesome history. And so what he does is he tells you the historical story as much fact as there could be, because you know, this game telephone, you know, where you tell a story and then after so many times the story changes a little bit. So the best of his knowledge from what people have said at Gettysburg and what's been actually like written down and recorded in letters. And so he'll connect the actual historical person or soldier or family with the, like ghostly event so you like know your ghost and it is so cool and i just i love it i've been like i'm almost done with it and he has a ton of books and i don't know if i've shared on the podcast before about my experience at the leitner farmhouse but we can do that on a felix file or something how's uh eye of the world tiffany it's not been picked up (laughs) (laughs) it's not been picked up I have been reading this book instead, and I really like it. I'm happy for you. Thank you. That's what I've been doing. It sounds scary. It's I've creeped myself out multiple times while reading it. Like, I was reading in my little reading spot up in my office, a particularly, like, gross one. And then my printer made a weird noise and I ran out of the room and ran downstairs to Marty. And I was like, I'm freaking myself <laughs> out. <laughs> um, I finished. I finished reading Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell, which is a fantastic book. And I just want to say that book reminded me of um that just like that book just reminded me of like my college experience it was just so fantastic i related so hard to the characters like just highly highly recommend as like a very involved person in a fandom I recommend that book to anybody who just like feels super connected to a fandom and like your life revolves around this fandom like it's just so good. What kind of person would be like that? I don't know, weirdos. Um, so, aka me. Um, <laughs> and I'm starting Carry On next. But I also really, 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 really need to read JVN's book. Um, it's been on my radar for a long time. Um, 
So I don't know if I want to start carry on or over the top. JVN did not take me long to read. And if it take, didn't take me long to read, you're going to I read it. Fangirl in like two days. Yeah, I know. Two <laughs> days. I woke up in the middle of the night and you were still reading it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I when I start something, I cannot Meg Slytherin's stop. everything in her life. Like, <laughs> I started this book when we were on vacation and... I finished it, yeah, in like two days. And then the other day, I like started this project. I was like hand knitting this big, like chunky blanket that I wanted to make for our bed. And I did not buy enough I'm just yarn. Start it. I'm just gonna start. I was it. like, I'm just gonna start it. It's fine. Literally went through six skeins of yarn in one night because I just like wanted to keep going and I ran out of yarn so and then of course like yarn this yarn is like exclusive to Michael's and it's sold out everywhere because they're having a yarn sale so I have I have to go and pick up my yarn at two different Michael's in the Orlando (laughs) area because I had to like find it it's so annoying but anyway that's my um that's my project for maybe tomorrow gotta go pick up my yarn at Michael's (laughs) So, but I'm super excited to finish this blanket and I'll totally post a picture of it on our Instagram whenever I'm done, but it's really cute. And it's not like the, you know, the kind that like are super popular on like Pinterest and stuff that are that like weird wool material that is like, I've heard that it doesn't like wash well. It's like, it falls apart really easily. And I was like, well, I want something like that, but I don't want that. Yes, Marcus, it's called roving wool. So I I was like, I want something like that, but I don't want that because I know that it's not like practical. So I found like a different chunky yarn. It's it's like by Bernat and it's like this. um, It's almost like. Fleecy, not fleecy, like Sherpa-y. Yeah, it's a little Sherpa-y. I enjoy some Sherpa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really cozy, though. Um, I can't wait to finish it. So. I still need to find two more golds. It's literally sold out everywhere. It's a problem. Yeah. That's what I'm doing, though. Starting projects, powering through, and putting up Christmas decorations. Because 2020, you can't tell me it's too early. You just took my thing. Sorry, go ahead, Katie. We put up (laughs) Christmas decorations today, and it was awesome. (laughs) We usually wait until the day after thanksgiving or sometimes thanksgiving night depending on what we're doing but this year you know i'm just feeling that christmas cheer early not fighting it we put on christmas songs there's something about christmas music and the feel that just like amps my mood up to a thousand percent and i just feel good so we did it our trees decorated it's completely harry potter because most of our Pretty much 99% of our Christmas decorations are in Cleveland because we thought we were going to be going back to bring them back. That I shouldn't have (laughs) because I was like, I need some. (laughs) I'm going to Target, (laughs) but it's fine. Um, But yeah, it just looks really cozy in here right now. And I really just want to sit and drink a cup of hot cocoa. We need to get hot chocolate. I know we don't have any, which is not a Petra's trait. Like there's always cocoa in the house. But we still have some lights to put up, and I'm just excited. It's just I feel good. Christmas holiday feels warm and cozy. Yeah, exactly. My God, that cat. <laughs> um. Oh. Oh, go on, Katie. We're also getting ready to shoot our Christmas card 
and I'm really excited about it. That's all I'm going to say, though. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. Go ahead, Salsa. Um, <laughs> I decorated my bed for Christmas. <laughs> it's so cute. I just sent literally, a picture. It's in, so cute. Um, like, I literally bought extra pillows. I was, like, hemming and hawing, so I have, I have a big bed. I said to my friend, I'm like, I don't know oh my God, if I should get Euro pillows or if that'll be too much. Let me tell you. It's been, like, about a week since I've had them, and my bed is just super cozy. Um... <laughs> Other than that, I haven't picked up my books because I don't want to finish reading the one because like then I have to wait for the next book to come out. Um, <laughs> work has been crazy. I downloaded that worst. Potter puzzle um, game, game thing. Yeah. And then also my best friend has started listening to Harry Potter for the first time ever. So look out for some felix files to get her opinion i'm excited so mm-hmm. to listen to those yeah it's gonna That's be gonna interesting be so she already texted me because uh, she's listening at work and she was like there's a lot of child abuse happening i was like uh yeah <laughs> yeah <Not laughs> she good. so she we did that like a sip and a swish and sip thing like last weekend and she was with me and um we had already discussed, like, she already told me that she was going to start, like, listening to the books. Um, so we had this plan. I was going to record with her that night, and then we didn't. But, um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to live my life. I, too, have listened to Christmas. Or I made my own playlist on Christmas on Spotify. And like, I made my own playlist on Christmas. My own Christmas playlist on Spotify. So I've been listening to that on and off. Um, yeah. Trying to watch movies. A funny movie, which Tiffany and I saw in theaters when it came out, was the five-year engagement. I think it came out in 2012, which is astounding that that was eight years ago. But I, it's on HBO Max, and I rewatched it yesterday. And when Brid, Tiffany and I went to go see it, was Tiffany, Bridget, and I, and we were laughing so hard at that movie and no one else in the theater laughed at all to the point where I felt bad for laughing because I felt like I was like ruining other people's movies, movie experiences, but it's so good. I don't care. It's a genuinely good movie. Um, Emily Blunt is in it. Chris Pratt, right? Um, Jason Segel, Allison Brie. And other people who I don't remember their names. Um, but it's a funny movie. So, yeah, that's about my life. Stop playing with whatever you're playing I'm with. sorry. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my life. I'm excited to get Jen on and to record and talk about yeah, it'll be fun. her experiences. Um, I finished painting, well, ish ish the trim still needs to be painted um but i'm not doing the bottom trim but i'll i'll paint everything else but marcus i literally did that scene just now with her. <laughs> yeah. uh, um oh shoot what was i gonna say i don't know well now i don't know i'm very sad i spent a lot of money at uh young orange today buying sweaters <laughs> Because uh, rumor has it, it's a sweater weather. Sweater weather. Oh my gosh. I want new sweater weather. I, I got some nice sweaters. sweaters. I put one on and Alana's like, ooh. 
<laughs> she really liked it. She's funny. That's oh, cute. I know what I was going to say. Um, I am also going to make a Christmas playlist. And what you'll get from mine is a bunch of oldies. Yeah, mine, majority of mine are old. I have no I will say new... this. This is very controversial, but my say it. favorite Christmas song. Oh, that's not, not what I want you to say. Is Last Christmas by Wham. I love that song. I also really love. Should we do individual Reliant. Christmas playlists? I think it would be wise. I think it would be wise. Um, okay. Because I um, started just a general one. My, I also love the Reliant K's Christmas album. It's one of my favorites. Same. It's so good. Uh, God rest you, Mary Hippogriffs will happen. Just be patient. Um, Ask Santa there's nothing, for it. There's nothing better than like listening to like Burl Eyes and um, mm. Dean Martin and I who else oldies. sings those old songs. I think I've got some Frank. Who else sings them a lot? I'm trying to think of like all the old. Oh, there's just I just love Christmas music. Dean. I had Dean, obviously. Um, Give me some Sam and Davis. Nat King Cole. Mm-hmm. Bing. Yeah, a lot of Bing. You're not going to hear Buble on my list. I apologize. Oh, Buble is on my list. <laughs> he will not. But I will say, I also have like list. I have do doubles of songs. Yeah. Um. So like it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. The most wonderful time of the year, rocking around the Christmas tree, a holly jolly Christmas. Don't give out your whole list, dude. I mean, I don't care. I and like, do. see, I have holly jolly on here twice. Um, I also have Michael Bublé singing it. Yeah. So when I listen to Christmas music, mine is literally like old. It's not that I don't want to like listen to other stuff. I am a Michael Bublé fan. You, you can't get me wrong in that. But. There's if just I'm, something about if, old, if, like it's just childhood, old Christmas. Songs, when you, you hear I mean? like the pops and the cracks and stuff in the so music, good. it just, like yeah, that just brings different. me back to like just listening when I was a kid to Christmas songs. And also if you're going to make me, you know, Perry Como choose. TSO is definitely on my list. Between I love and TSO. Sinatra, you know, it's totally um, different. The Christmas song. That's a good one. Trans-Siberian Orchestra is fantastic. Yeah. 12 Days of Christmas. Okay. I have the Muppets and I'm John not, Deep. I'm not going to listen um, to all of these songs. What? <laughs> what? I said, we're not going to listen. You're not going to list all these songs. No, 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 no. <laughs> Genuinely love Reliant K's Christmas album. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Tchaikovsky's got to be on the list. What is? Tchaikovsky. I don't know who that is. Um, it's a composer. I will say there's a Christmas song. That I don't like if I ever get married, like that's the one I want to walk down the aisle to, minus the children singing. The one that's like, on this night, on this favorite Christmas night. Mm. I don't care for like that part song. of it, but I, I like really the enjoy pentatonics. Yeah. Um, I don't not like them. I just prefer like the oldies. Marty likes them. Like they're very talented and I do like them. Um, but like if I'm super used to like how a song is sung, like, specifically Christmas songs. Like, I don't want to listen to you, like, remix it. Not saying they remix mm-hmm. it, but they kind of, like, they just sing it a little bit differently. Well, hold on. In sync. Huh? Merry Christmas. But that's, like, Merry a whole different Christmas. song. Christmas. But I, like, I typically will not put people that, like, when Taylor, Taylor Swift sang last Christmas, I don't like her singing it. Please don't do that. <laughs> 
I don't wham like, or nothing. I don't like that song at all. So <gasps> it's so good. No. And if you say it's not, then you're wrong. It's not. Um, yeah, that ends this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so get ready for some new uh Christmas playlists on Spotify from your mm-hmm. friends. I sound really excited, I know. But yeah. Um mm. What's this for? For hope for, and holidays. I would say for the means and for the ends. <laughs> okay, so it's for the means oh, and for the one. ends? Yeah. All right. For the means and for the end. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! my boys! <laughs> Big Falcon. I'm fine I with this. I say that to other people and they're like, what? <laughs> Giant Eagle. <laughs> Meg looks at me and goes, what's Big Falcon? Giant <laughs> Eagle. Big Giant no, Eagle. Young Orange. It's Young Orange. Old Navy. <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs>